0: welcome to the creative brain of dean hawk get ready to be challenged inspired and equipped to become a better ministry leader hey welcome to the dean hawk leadership podcast this is dean and i am so thankful to have you joining watching and listening today we're on itunes youtube And uh, uh, today we're gonna be talking about the transparent church. And what does that look like? and, and, And how do we be transparent to our members and to our community? And one of the things that we do at Rock Family Church, I just assumed every church did, But the more I'm around more and more people and churches and pastors, I find out that it's not as common, and maybe you do and maybe you don't, but I want to challenge you in this area on how we have chosen to be a transparent church. And so one of the things that we do for the last 15 years of our existence is after the first of the year, typically around the, the first of February, first couple Sundays of February, we set aside A Vision Sunday. And we release and we produce and release what we call our annual report for the preceding year. And so if you're watching by YouTube, you'll see that I've got a little booklet that we put together. And yes, we do pay a lot of money, a glossy a multi-page booklet, and I'm going to be talking about that, and then we also have the electronic version that if you want to pause this, go to rockfamilychurch.com, and on the home page, scroll all the way down, and on the right-hand side, at the right-hand bottom, it'll say, it'll have our little icon and say 2019 annual report, and you'll see actually what I'm talking about. We make it both available in paper and electronic. And we've done this for the last 15 years of our existence as a church, and we believe that it is our our goal is to be transparent and let people know what is happening, let them know what God is doing, and let them see uh, behind, behind the curtain, so to speak, as to the finances and many aspects of our church. And so I'm going to give you the what, what we share, and then I'm going to give you the why we share it. And the benefits that we have seen from that and so first off we use this day as a vision casting day and much like the president might give a state of the union address we make it a state of the church address and so we use it as a vision casting day and that's always going to be a part of our annual report is what is our vision what are our core values what is our mission who are we where are we going and so we're going to emphasize Uh, all of those facets as a church. And then we're going to take a look back at the preceding year and we're going to give concrete factual numbers and data that we have intentionally tracked for the entire previous year. And so it's March. And so if you haven't done that, start now so that you have the data to collect and to share for your end report at the beginning of next year. So one of the first things that we share that is the most exciting is we love to share how many people have been born again, made a new commitment to Christ in our children, in our youth, and in our adult services. Last year, we tracked 495 people made those commitments to Christ. And here's what that does is that just breathes excitement into our church. And it breathes excitement. You say, well, those first-time salvations or recommitments, we just call them new commitments to Christ. And, of course, our children's ministry does monitor that there are those kids that get saved every weekend, and we're not counting those, but when we can legitimately track and say, hey, we do not have a a recorded commitment of this child, of this student, or this adult. And so that just breathes life. Um, When a family has a new baby, it just brings excitement and life. And so whether you might have 25 or 100 or you might be running and have a thousand new commitments whatever that new commitment is we always celebrate it and it, and it causes excitement within our church family and then as you'll see in our report we give for our church a 15 year annual growth report and as you'll see man we've been stuck in the 1500s we've we we actually saw slight growth this year But we love to show people and to show the real numbers. And so what we take is an average for the month. We take the average Sunday total attendance, kids, youth, adults, everyone that breathes. And that is our average attendance over a four Sunday, Sunday period. Now, if you see our growth chart, you'll see that we have uh, had some really great growth increases. We had a flat line back in in 08, 09, and 10. Then we saw some incredible growth. But then the last two years, we've seen that we haven't really grown. Now, here's what that does to us as a church. When When we're growing, it provides momentum. And when we're not growing, it provides motivation. And see, some people don't like to to follow the numbers. We don't like to track numbers. Well, Well, tracking numbers helps you identify, are you moving forward? Are you stagnant? Or are you going backwards? And so I would encourage you to track that on a regular basis and celebrate that. And then you'll see in our report, we give an update on our online campus and online viewership. I don't know what you've experienced in your church, but we have actually seen that area drastically increase last year we were averaging 300 ip addresses or devices were were are watching from our live stream that's not counting our facebook live there's no way to to truly track and monitor that but that has moved for us from 300 ip addresses to over 420 average weekly people watching online and some of those as you'll see in our report are from colorado springs but they're from around the country, different states, and even in different nations as well. But we're going to celebrate that people are engaging. We're not going to downplay, oh, you should be here, you should be here in person. We're going to celebrate you are connecting with us in church. And then here's the big area. A lot of people are fine with that, but here's the big area that we then share is we get into the financial arena, and that's where we are sharing our total income for the year. You would be shocked at the number of people that are new to our church within the past previous year. When they hear this annual report, they'll make statements like, I have never been in a church that announced what the total income was. I've never been a part of a church that that broke it down with clarity of, of where the money came in from, how the money was spent. I believe it is our duty, it is our obligation to be transparent with the finances and i've had some people say i don't know if our church brought in 1 million or they brought in 10 million they never talk about it and so i believe it's it's a part of the shareholders the investors Don't take it wrong, but the investors in the corporation, the investors in the vision should know where we're at financially, how much has been coming in. And so then the next thing we share is how much is in our emergency reserve fund. And that is a Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University principle. And we want people to know that we are being good stewards of that and show them that you're being good stewards of their sacrificial giving. And then in many churches that I know operate on a week-to-week basis. Well, for the women in the crowd, security is of a highest importance and priority. And I believe that we can bring confidence and security to our church that let's say the 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 situation we're in right now with the coronavirus that if if city officials would say we're not going to allow anyone to congregate in in large auditoriums We're, we're going to shut that down well that could impact our church offerings Well, we have an emergency reserve fund that in case we go through a difficult season, a hard time, uh, a financial pull, we know that we're going to still make our mortgage payment or you're going to make your rent payment. We're going to keep paying our staff. We're going to keep paying our utilities. We're going to keep doing ministry just as we were. Then we like to let people know how much is left on our mortgage. That's our only debt that we have or have ever had as a church. But why do I want people to know that? Because there might be somebody that God might speak to to pay off our mortgage. It'd be a large check. But unless we're being transparent and letting people know that, they don't know what the state of the church finances are are at. And then we're going to go into, if you look, we're going to share the total expenses. How much we spend on payroll? How much did we spend on our building and mortgage and utilities and insurance? How much did we give away to missions? How much was spent on events? And then ministry for the many ministry outlets, and then our general operations of maintaining a church. And so I like to kill the lie of the devil because the enemy likes to stir up strife. He likes to stir up doubt. What are they doing with all of that money? Where are the offerings going? How are they being spent? And then, as you can see on ours, we don't give a a, a personal breakdown of what each staff member makes, but if you take that, uh, that 800 and some thousand is divided by 27 full-time and part-time employees, you can figure out that nobody's really going to get rich working here and that our, our finances are probably in check and balance. And then we, sh- we like to keep our payroll. This last year was at 43%. We like to keep our payroll uh, for sure under 50%. And we love it when we can get into the 30% And The way we can do that is through our amazing volunteers. Then we like to uh, give a vision as to our missions. Where are we giving? To our local organizations, National organizations and international organizations that we are investing in. And then this last year in 2019, we have launched a capital campaign called Heart for the House. And we gave a breakdown of how much money we have raised so far to pay off our building, to reduce our debt, and to cover our expenses for the new HVAC system that we have to put in because this building, it was not originally built by us. It was built back in the 80s. And that system is now defunct and void and needs to be entirely replaced. And so we're we're striving and working to pay off that and to do it in cash. And so then the next thing we love to celebrate is to celebrate our volunteers. And where do people serve? And we call them rock stars for at Rock Family Church. And we celebrate how many people are serving in the various areas around the church and ministry. That it takes us about 300 volunteers on any given weekend to make all of the ministry take place and happen. And so we celebrate them, we honor them, and we thank them for what they do. And then we jump over and we highlight our kids' ministry, our youth ministry. We might show a video. We talk about that. We talk about who they are and what God is doing within those arenas of life. And then the last thing we dive into is highlighting our small groups. You'll see that for us... We had our Thrive Discipleship groups. But this year, it's a Vision Sunday. We unpacked, I think it was about 18 or 20 new small groups, new formats that we were going to be unveiling. And then you'll see on our last page in our report was reaching our city one person at a time to pursue one, reach one, minister one, bring one, lead one. And our goal in that is to, what are the practical steps that people are going to take to reach this city versus just everybody bring your friends to church we made it very intentional practical steps for them and here's what happens is my team um, spends a heck of a lot of a time putting this together it cost us a, a pretty penny to put together this booklet to have it printed the graphic artist work and so forth but we believe this becomes a vision piece and a transparency piece. And then this becomes a prime time element to put into our guest bag so that people who are new to the church can see that we are transparent, that we're open, that our leadership is transparent, and and that we are going to uh, give them confidence in giving, so I want to talk about the why. why do we do it? And I guess maybe a better question I would first off ask is, why would you not do it? Why would you not share it? Well, you might say, well, because our church really isn't growing well because because our numbers don't look as good as yours, and the reality is that that our people need to know where we're at, and if we're not keeping score, And and we're not keeping score. How can they know if we're ahead or behind? They might think, man, the church is doing great. The utilities are on. Everything's paid for. But we need to break it down and be transparent and real. And I believe another big reason to the why is it builds ownership within our church and within our team members that they take ownership and they take pride and they'll pass this out to their friends and, hey, look, what, look how many people got born again at our church. Look what God's been doing in our church. And it becomes something that makes them feel proud to be a part of their church. And then also, I believe uh, it becomes a scoreboard where uh, people, uh, people choose to, how can I word this? People, when there's a scoreboard, people play different. Can I put it that way? If there's no scoreboard, you know, when you're out playing just backyard ball and you're playing hoops and you're not really keeping score, it's different than when you say, okay, first one to 10. You play with more intensity. You're a little more serious. You're a little more committed. You're a little more devoted. And I believe when we put up the scoreboard for our church to see, we haven't grown. We have grown. Our finances have fallen behind from the previous year that that it's creating a scoreboard to help them see and know that we're ahead or behind. And I think it's going to make them serve and play differently. And then the other thing is it's a reality check. We are or we are not doing as good as we think we are. And it, and it helps us it's just kind of a, a wake-up call and a realization. And I believe that as we're transparent, it's going to grow your church and it's going to grow your ministry, that it's accountability and it keeps us as leadership, as the staff, as the board of directors, keeps us in check and balance that people are seeing where the finances are, where they're going. And it's that transparency and accountability that gives people confidence in investing in the vision. If I'm just giving into a vision that I don't know where things are, I don't know how the money is being spent, I'm not going, I'm gonna pull back. But if I see that you're being transparent and open, if they have any questions, you're quick to answer, man, it's gonna give me confidence in giving. And I believe it's going to increase your giving as people can see and know what you are doing. And then I ask this how successful would any corporation be if they did not give the stockholders updates? of how the company was doing that gives them confidence to invest and so why why do some pastors not share why don't they do an annual report why don't they share where their attendance why aren't they sharing how many salvations why aren't they sharing their finances well one it could just be ignorance i've never i've never thought of doing that i didn't know that it would be healthy to do so Uh, secondly it could be that that we get lazy because I'm going to tell you it takes a lot of work to track the numbers, to calculate the graphics, to proofread, to get it all together, to get it off to the printers, to have a have a vision Sunday. It has to be highly intentional. And if you are just kind of floating through and being comfortable, you're not going to do it. Uh, thirdly, maybe you're embarrassed. Maybe you're embarrassed by your numbers. Maybe you're embarrassed by by your attendance. Here's my question. Why are you protecting the people from the facts? You might be embarrassed, but as well, they might be embarrassed. If they see a boop, a five-year growth line or non-growth line that they're stagnant, could that be inspiration? Of course, could it cause people to be, oh man, we suck as a church, we're, we're no good. Could it cause them to be downcast? It's all on how you spin it. It's all on how you rally it. Uh, one of the things I've done often is i brought 10 people up on the stage. I've separated two off from the other eight and i said rock family church these two represent the believers in colorado springs and 8 out of 10 people that you rub shoulders with go to work with 8 out of 10 people that you shop with do not have a church home and are not committed in a committed walk in relationship with jesus christ what am i doing i'm giving them vision that not everyone is saved that just because they look saved doesn't mean they are saved and and i'm i'm challenging them to to uh, get a vision to bringing more people to christ because here's the reality all of us as pastors have church in our churches we have people move every year we have people die every year and we have people leave our church because they get um, angry disenchanted uh, whatever it is we have people leave but yet we average the same attendance So we are bringing new people in. We are attracting some new people and we're getting new families. We've just become comfortable with maintaining the same number that we've had. I want you to challenge your church to get uncomfortable that around them, there are people that are dying and going to hell if they were to die today. And you're going to challenge them to reach out and reach their neighbors, reach their friends and those people that their lives intersect with them. And then another reason that I have found that pastors don't want to do an annual report is because they lack good financial practices. They're not tracking their expenses. They're not tracking um, how the money is going out. And if they were asked to give a report, they couldn't. And I want to challenge you to bring in the people that you need the help and assistance that you need so that you can can present with confidence your financial statements and your financial spending and income and let people know what is the state of the church finances and then the last thing i i'm just going to say it is potentially a pastor is attempting to be deceptive that you don't want the people to know. You want to keep the sheep blind. You want them to just follow you. Don't ask questions. Trust me, I'm the man of God, the woman of God, the leader. And I'm just telling you, that's not the heart of a servant, and that's not the heart that Jesus told us to lead with. He said we're to wash people's feet. We're to be a servant to all. And I believe being a servant to all is being transparent to all and letting them know where the state of the church is at. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. Be sure and check out DeanHawk.com. We're always releasing new series that are coming out. I just taught a series, 2020 Vision for Your Life. That'll be being released a little bit later uh, from this podcast being released. That'll come out by the hopefully the 1st of April that should be released. We hope that you have an amazing Easter. We'll see you back here on April 15th. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at DeanHawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.